What's going on everyone and welcome back to the number one Raiders radio show in the world. This is the Raiders Daily. I am back. It's been a long time guys, but sorry I was really really sick. Like not like sick with the cold, but very very ill. But somehow someway I'm still alive and still kicking and guess what? I am going to deliver you the greatest Raiders podcast in the world right now. We got the whole draft to talk about, and I gotta tell you right now, Mike Mayock, his first time being a GM for an NFL draft, completely nailed it. This guy outshined everyone. In fact, this I mean, Mike Mayock, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Give him the award for best general manager of the offseason. This guy has hit it every single level through free agency, through the draft. This guy has done it all. The only thing he regrets, and I'll talk about it later, was not getting a trade because the Raiders did want to trade back with that... uh, with the early pick there, they wanted to trade back out of the fourth spot and still get their guy and maybe get another guy, but that never happened. They tried sending out a bunch of smoke screens with they wanted a quarterback. They liked Dwayne Haskins. That was a big one. They never really did. This is an alt. This is pretty much they built this roster for Derek Carr. Now. It's up to Derek Carr now, but we'll get into that later. First of all, like I always like to do when I start these shows, I just want to talk about a few things going on with me, okay? So I just want to, first of all, start off with this. There's been a lot of crazy things going on. Now, as you know, most of you guys know, some people only know this show from YouTube, but I've been around for a number of years now with the Raiders Daily. And, you know, in the past, I would say a couple of weeks, there have been so many people. First of all, I own the Raiders Daily. I also own Make Raiders Great Again and Make the Raiders Great Again. I own both of them. There have been so many people. I mean, people selling hats of Make Raiders Great Again hats. It's insane to me. And I'm not selling them, but I am selling awesome decal decal stickers if you're interested. And, uh, you know, and then on Twitter today, I see a guy who has a Twitter handle. He announces, I am Raiders Daily. And I'm like, who are you? You have like 20 followers. He's apparently with some kind of podcast. I don't know, something pile on for something. I don't know what the hell the name of a fan cast is. There's so many of these these Raider fan casts. It's unbelievable. Now, listen, if you're a Raider fan, go ahead and listen to them. I'm sure they're fun for you guys. But you guys got to understand this. When I started doing these shows, which, you know, you can go all the way back to Mixcloud and find my shows. I've been doing this since 2013, 14, doing podcasts. There was, there was like three Raider shows, and that was it. So, and that was one of the reasons, by the way, that I chose 
to cover this team because I felt like a team like this, the Raiders, with such a rich history, with the with with in my opinion, without a shadow of doubt, the best fan base in the NFL deserves more. They deserve someone like me, and a host, an analyst. Now, I am not a reporter. I am definitely not a writer. I mean, I've tried writing stuff for the RaidersDaily.com. As you can see, I'm not the best writer, but that's not what I do. I'm a host. I'm an analyst. I give my opinions. That's what I do, and I'm qualified to do it. I know football. I've been literally researching football since I've been six years old. My father had a projector on a screen. I had to tell him what the defense was doing at the age of six. I had to see a therapist about this. So don't question my football IQ. That's the last thing you want to do. So these people who are popping up with these Raider fan casts that are using my name, the Raiders Daily, is such a disrespect for all the things I have done. Not to mention, if I mean, when I talk about inside information, I don't share any of that publicly. Mostly I don't. But the people who are in the Raiders Daily Elite, yes, they get things that you would never see in public. And you can ask any of those members. So listen, here's the facts. They have a fan cast. I have an expert cast. Do not be using my name that I have spent years working on. This brand I have spent years working on, making it the number one destination for Raider fans for a podcast, for content, to go on Twitter, all of this. And you're going to try just to use that name and piggyback off that name just to get a few followers, to get people confused. It's just embarrassing. You are embarrassing yourself. You will never beat me because you don't have the drive to beat me. I am obsessed with being the best in the world. That's what I do. That's what I thrive to do. And if you get in my way, I will bury you because there is no one, there is no one on this planet that has the knowledge, that has the the will that I have. I I put my heart and soul into giving Raider fans the facts and my opinions and my everything I got, I give them. So when you go out there and you think, oh, ha, ha, I'm going to steal his name and maybe get some of his Twitter followers and get people confused and think I'm him, because that's what you're doing because you were following me before I even knew who the hell you were. And then you stole my name. Listen, you're a loser. You are probably a 25-year-old kid sitting in his parents' living room wearing a Derek Carr jersey. You, you, you call yourself a writer. You're on Reddit. That's where you write. You write posts on Reddit. You're not a writer. Go to college. Go do something. But stop trying to rip me off. Because that's exactly what you're doing. And I don't want my name tarnished by you, you pathetic loser, and your stupid little podcast, which sucks, by the way. I heard it plenty of times. It's terrible. It's awful. It's so bad, I won't even plug it on my show. It's the worst thing I've ever heard. All of you guys are, none of you guys are informed or know a thing about football. So shut your goddamn mouth and let the 
Let the genius talk. Let the man talk. Let me talk. The expert. The best in the world. The Raiders Daily. That's all I got to say about that. Okay, moving on. All right, here we go. The Raiders have a... This draft, like I said, they wanted to move back. They couldn't do it. So, what do the Raiders do? They know they needed a defensive end, right? We all knew that. Raiders needed a defensive end badly. Really, really badly. So, can't move back. I think the plan was maybe get a Joey Bosa or uh, or Nick Bosa, whatever. Um, maybe get him or uh, Williams there and then move back later and get Clinton Farrell. You know, because they need a defensive end. I mean, look at their depth chart for crying out loud. They needed a defensive end. But they felt like they couldn't get Farrell there at number 24. Not to mention, John Gruden already had plans at 24. And I know this for a fact, by the way. This isn't something I'm speculating. This isn't uh, an opinion. This is a fact. John Gruden wanted Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, and the Raiders and Mike Mayock did an excellent job, like I said, once again, knowing that Josh Jacobs would be there at number 24 if they just waited. Because usually teams, if you notice, they don't take a lot of running backs in the first round. It just doesn't happen. But Josh Jacobs, he's a special, special running back. The reason why is usually Alabama, I mean, they run these guys to the ground. He did not get ran to the ground. He still has a lot left in him. And I'm telling you right now, that guy's going to be a superstar. Will Clint and Farrell, though, be a superstar? Their fourth overall pick. You know, this is the guy. The hope is he is. The, the hope is that this guy can get after the quarterback, get after Patrick Mahomes, get after Joe Flacco, which shouldn't be hard, get after Phillip Rivers, which shouldn't be hard, um... I mean, Phil Rivers should have 32 kids by the time the season starts. So, I mean, it really shouldn't be hard. But, you know, it's up to Clinton Farrell. It really is. It's going to be all up to him. But the one thing I want to say, and this is very, very important for all you Raider fans and all you talking heads on ESPN, the Dracula looking like Skip Bayless there, the guy who looks like Dracula, and Stephen A. Smith, and all those weirdos. Listen. Don't don't ruin this kid's life, Clinton Farrell, by constantly comparing him to Khalil Mack. That is ridiculous, first of all. There's only one Khalil Mack, right? He no longer plays for the Raiders. The reason why he doesn't play for the Raiders is simply he wanted too much money, and the Raiders were willing to get more players than just keep him. Because, let's face it, the Raiders were not good with Khalil Mack, they needed to get better in, in a lot of areas. Not, in a lot of areas. So that's exactly what they did. And that's what they've been doing through free agency and, and doing in the draft. And plus, remember, the draft is in Las Vegas next season. Remember, Las Vegas, the draft next year will be the first time, the first time the public, the world, Here's the name, the Las Vegas Raiders. It's pretty much official then. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. And you know 
Mark Davis wants to be on the clock a lot during that draft. He wants the name the Las Vegas Raiders said a billion times during that draft. So that's something to think of too. You know, going forward into next season, you know they're going to want a lot of picks. So we will see what happens. So anyways, Clinton Farrell, he's fine as a defensive end. Like I said, I do think they reach for him, but so does Mike Mack. But like I said, you know, he wasn't going to be that be there at 24, and they had other plans at 24. But Farrell should be pretty good. That is the hope. My only concern, it isn't his uh, on-the-field thing. It's his off-the-field thing. His agent is Joel Siegel, Cleo Max agent. I hope there's no holdout. Um, they have not signed their contracts as I record this show. I mean, who knows? By the time I'm done recording this show, the guy could have signed his contract. Now, I don't believe this is going to be an issue, but you never know. It's going to all, with, with these rookies, it comes down to guaranteed money. So hopefully, hopefully, this thing doesn't start out bad where he's holding out a training camp because then it will turn into a disaster. With Joel Siegel as the agent, I could see him doing that, but I hope that does not happen because John Gruden and Mike Mayock made it a point to go out and sign team guys, high character guys, and that's what Farrell is. Now, at 24, like I mentioned, they go out and they get Josh Jacobs. This is a guy, like I said, it's not like he had, you know, huge numbers in college. They didn't use him that much at Alabama, and that's a good thing. But we know how good he is, especially if you watch the 2018 SEC, uh, SEC championship game. He had a 86 yards. He had two touchdowns on just eight carries. Eight carries, guys. I mean, he was the most valuable player. He looked amazing. He looked like a guy who could not be stopped. I mean, this guy just looked really, really good. And I'm telling you right now, this guy is going to be a star. And then, of course, they had another pick in the first round. They go ahead and they pick up Carl Joseph's replacement. Now, the Raiders did not put the fifth-year option on Carl Joseph. I know Gruden likes to tell the media, oh, we like him. No, no, they don't. The Raiders and John Gruden, they want to win with his players. They do not want to win with Reggie McKenzie players. Now, I've been saying this for a long time. It's the truth. Now, as you can see on the roster, there isn't many players left that were there when Reggie McKenzie was in town. I mean... Pretty soon, you guys are going to have to believe what I'm telling you. This is the truth. When John Gruden got in there, he simply watched the practice film and thought this team was not competitive enough with Reggie McKenzie's picks. And Reggie McKenzie's picks have been terrible. They have been awful. So, Carl Joseph, I believe, will play this season for the Raiders. I really do because there is no trade market for him. If there was he would have been shipped out of town already. But there is no trade market. But what do the Raiders do? They go out and they get a better version of Carl Joseph and Jonathan Abram. This guy is a really good safety. He really is. He, he's six feet tall, 205 pounds. This guy, I'm telling you, he can be good. He can be good. He really can. We'll see what happens. He started 13 games in 2018. He had 99 tackles, 9 for a loss, 3 sacks, 2 interceptions, 
five pass breakups, and a forced fumble. This guy's on fire. High character guy, tough guy, just wants to go out there and lay people out and make great plays and also can play in coverage. This is exactly what the Raiders needed and they got them. They really did. And then in round two, something that I thought might happen in round one, they did it in round two. Remember, they, they were picking very early in round two. They moved back a little bit. They ended up picking at 40, I believe it was. They get Trayvon Mullen, a cornerback. Now, they need cornerbacks because if you look at it, all they had was Gary on Conley and Daryl Worley, and I'm not so sure I'm sold on uh, Daryl Worley. He had a couple of bad games last season, and Gary on Conley, I'm just not sold on him because he's always injured. I mean, that's the truth. So you really need to bring in some other cornerbacks. You really do. They bring in Trayvon uh, Mullen. This guy, you know, I watched all his film, not all his film, but a few games, and he looks pretty damn good. He really, really does. Um, you know, he did everything that, I mean, he was a, he was a, the title game defensive MVP, he had six tackles that game. He had a sack. He had an interception. He had a forced fumble. And he, he shut down Alabama's offense completely in the second half of that game. And he plays for, for Clemson, by the way. But the Raiders drafted like pretty much everyone out of Clemson. But, I mean, he shut down Alabama in that game. He shut down their passing game. So, I know Clemson has a good defense, so it's kind of hard that's another thing with this draft. They have so many Clemson players. It's hard to say, well, it's this guy. Well, it's this guy. Clemson just had a really good defense. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint this player was the reason or this player was the reason. But either way, all of these guys balled out. And that's why you want to draft them. And they're high character guys. And they played well. Now, hopefully they play well without all each other. But they still got a whole bunch of them on one team. After that, the Raiders went out and got Max Crosby. Now, Max Crosby, I will say this, he does need to maybe get a little bit bigger. Uh, he came in a little bit undersized. That was the knock on Max Crosby. He's got to get a little bit bigger, but I don't know. He, he, he probably will be fine. He really will. Uh, I'm not that worried about it, to be honest with you. I, I'm really not. Um... You know, in 2018, he had 70 tackles, 19 for a loss, seven and a half sacks, four break, uh, four pass breakups, and four four and four forced fumbles, and 12 starts. So, you know, he's a fourth round pick. You know, we're not talking about a first round pick here. So he's out of Eastern Michigan. You know, why not a fourth round at this point in the fourth round? I mean, it's a gamble. I mean, the whole draft's a gamble, but especially when you get in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, you don't know what you're going to get. But you know what he is? He's a defense, and he's a defensive end. Again, the Raiders need them. In fact, if you take a look at it, who knows? If Max Crosby can beat out Benson Mayoa and Josh Morrow, maybe the Raiders start the season with two rookies on the outside at defensive end. You never know. That could happen. I mean, that really could happen. Now, I don't see that happen. I see Pharrell starting and maybe Josh Morrow or Benson Mayoa, probably. But we never know. That's what training camp is for. After that, 
at uh, pick uh, 129. They take Isaiah Johnson, another cornerback, which I knew they were going to go after cornerbacks in this draft. I, it's just something I knew they needed. Uh, I thought they would get a guard, and I think that was the plan, but the right guys just did not did not fall to them in this draft. But the Raiders take this guy in the fourth round, 129th overall. Again, a gamble, right? But Johnson, he was a three three star receiver recruit when he enrolled. Um, then he was coming off a successful high school football career and track career. He spent his red shirt season and two more years at wide receiver. In 11 games in 2015, he had 15 catches, 165 yards, one start in 11 games in 2016 before making the switch to cornerback. So, again, this guy, you know, was a wide receiver. Then he switched to cornerback. Uh, before making the switch to cornerback, Johnson started 5 of 12 games there in 2017, intercepting two passes, breaking up seven others. He had an impact out again as a senior. He started 10 out of 11 games played, compiling 66, two for lost, two interceptions, So, and he had seven pass breakups, uh, and he played for Houston. So, you know, we'll see. I don't know if this guy's going to be any good. You know what I mean? Who knows? We don't know. Again, I mean, this guy's a late-round pick, but we'll see. Then after that, the Raiders get a tight end. Now, this was an area that I was looking at very closely. Would they replace uh, Jared Cook? Now, I know... From talking to people, the Raiders, Mike Mayock, was really high on Noah Faint. The problem is the Broncos got him right before the Raiders, so they weren't going to get him. They kind of had to wait for a tight end. They get Foster Moreau. Foster Moreau, though, is more like a more like a blocking tight end. Maybe they feel like they can make him, make him uh more of a, a catching tight end because I have heard that. You know, he's from LSU. He's 6'4, 253 pounds, but they mostly had him block. So the Raiders in training camp, they're going to see if this guy can catch the ball. And if he can, then so be it. If not, he's a blocking tight end. And that's why, by the way, in case you didn't know, the Raiders released Lee Smith because they got a younger guy and a lot cheaper. So that's why they went that way. But Foster Moreau, who knows? Like I said, this guy could end up being really good at catching the football. Or he can just be a guy who blocks. Either way, the Raiders need both. And remember at the tight end position, they do have Darren Waller there. Darren Waller is very, very intriguing. You know, so... I'm not that concerned with a tight end position. You got guys there. You still got Paul Butler hanging around. I know you got Derek Carrier, but I, I don't see him making a team. But let's just wait and see how that all shakes up. Because who knows? Like I said, this guy could end up being a guy that catches the football. That could end up happening. We just don't know. It's so early and training camp hasn't started, obviously. And then in the fifth round, a guy... A pick that I love. I really do. If this guy can translate his game into the NFL, I'm telling you right now, this guy will be a star in the NFL. Another Clemson player. His name is Hunter Renfro. 
This guy reminds me of a Julian Edelman type. This guy just gets open. I don't know how he does it. He just gets open all the time. I mean, this guy is really, really good. He, once again, another high character guy. You look at him. I mean, he doesn't look like an NFL player. He doesn't look like a football player, but he is, and he gets open, guys. This guy does get open. This guy started for the team, started for Clemson. You know, he was a, I believe he was a 15 game starter. He had 40, uh, like 534 yards. He was averaging almost 11 yards a catch. So, I mean, this is a, a guy that I'm telling you, he, he can be good. He can be very, very good. I, I would watch out for this guy. I would watch out for him big time. Look at that wide receiver depth chart, by the way. With the addition of Hunter Renfro, if he comes on in training camp, don't be surprised if the Raiders have to release a guy they just signed in J.J. Nelson. Because, I mean, there's, they're running out of rope. They really are. You got Antonio Brown, Tyree Williams, Hunter Renfro. I mean, J.J. Nelson, Marcel Aitman. I mean, you got Dwayne Haskins, who's their gun. You know I mean, there, there's so many names there. There's so many names. And guess what? There's undrafted guys we're going to get to in a minute that I think might make this team. So there's so many wide receivers. that I'm just telling you, if this guy comes out in training camp, I would watch out for that because J.J. Nelson, he has the speed. This guy is very, very fast, but he has problems with his hands. That's not a problem for Hunter Renfro. And, and then in the seventh round, the Raiders take a guy who no one ever heard of named Quinn Bell. This guy, apparently, I think he used to be a wide receiver or something crazy like that. I forgot what it was. But he is another defensive end from Prairie View A&M. He's 6'4", 253 pounds. I mean... We shall see. I don't know what to say about this. I really don't. No one's no one's seen this coming. So let's just give uh, uh, Quentin Bell here, uh, you know, let's just wait and see. I don't really have any thoughts about him because I don't know anything about him. I actually tried to go find some tape on the guy, and I can't even find tape. I found one thing that had a, a couple of highlights on it, but, you know, I couldn't find real tape. Um, I like to watch practice film tape, and I, I couldn't find that. I have to email a school. It's a whole big thing. I never even heard of Prairie View A&M. I just never heard of it. So anyways, before we end the show, we got to talk about the undrafted guys. One of the big undrafted guys I was so happy the Raiders got. And listen, there were a lot of teams that, not a lot, but at least six teams that wanted this guy. Alec Ingold, the fullback. Remember, John Gruden worked with this guy at the Senior Bowl. John Gruden loves fullbacks. Not a lot of teams use fullbacks nowadays. Now, the Raiders have Keith Smith on their roster right now. I think Alec Ingold can give Keith Smith a run for his money, and I would not be shocked if Alec Ingold can get into that playbook Study that thing hard. Know all the plays. Know all the signals. Know all the audibles. I would not be shocked if Alec Ingold is your Raiders' new starting fullback and the Raiders release Keith Smith saving $1.5 million. 
go with Alec Ingold. If this guy can translate to the NFL, I'm telling you, he's going to be good. This guy has it all. Now, I know they still have Ryan Juracek under contract, and uh, maybe he'll be given a fair chance to make the roster. I don't know, but I'm telling you, Alec Ingold, this guy looked great in a senior bowl. He looked good his the entire year. I mean, I couldn't believe he went undrafted. I'm not kidding. I know a lot of teams don't use fullbacks, but I really thought maybe the Patriots would take him. I know they got uh, Devlin, I think his name is, but I mean, Alec Engold is a guy I think should have got drafted. The other big, big name the Raiders got, which is kind of weird. This is a weird thing. Keelan Doss, wide receiver out of UC Davis. Now, the reason why this is odd is because this guy was projected to go in the fifth round. And I asked a few people, and some teams, seriously, and this isn't a joke or anything, thought that Keelan Doss already got selected. They thought he was gone. So some teams took him off their board. And some teams just had other needs. And, you know, before you know it, the draft's over. Because, you know, it's projected in the fifth round. Before you know it, it's over, and no one takes the guy. Now, there is a report that 18 18 teams were trying to get Keelan Doss. I can tell you right now, that number went up to 20 teams. 20 teams out of 32 teams in the NFL were trying to get this guy, and the Raiders get him. The Raiders get this guy. Unbelievable. He could be the steal of all undrafted free agents. He really could be. This is absolutely incredible. I mean, another another guy who played in the Senior Bowl. I mean, it's just amazing that Keelan Doss went undrafted and now he's in a Raider uniform. I'm telling you, Keelan Doss has a chance to be very, very good. He really does. I mean, he was very productive wide receiver at UC Davis. I mean, he had he had a total of 133 receptions with 2,833 yards and two years. His last two years. Think of that. He almost had 3,000 yards for crying out loud in two years. I mean, the guy doesn't have like that huge breakaway speed, but he can catch the football. And he does have the, he has the size. I mean, he's athletic. I mean, I mean, this guy, I'm telling you, I mean, he, you can line him up in the slot all you want. You don't need a, you know, very fast guy to be in the slot. I mean, this is a guy, this is the guy, this guy is going to make the roster, I think. At the very least, he makes the practice squad. At the very least. Um, and the other guy I just want to mention, there's, I'm not going to mention all the undrafted guys. You know, there's Andre James, obviously. You know, Lester Cotton, senior guard. A, a bunch of guys. Another guard from Louisville. Um, t- uh, Connie, Notre Dame linebacker. Um, you know, that guy could end up being good, but I don't want to, you know, that guy is a very, very, very good run stopper, by the way. So there, there is a good chance, by the way, that T-Von Connie from, uh, Notre Dame could make this roster. I, I, I want to say that before I get into the next guy. Next guy I really do like because I watch his film is Koa Farmer, linebacker from Penn State. Now, listen, now this guy, 
he is undersized. I'm not going to lie about that. And that's why he went undrafted. He's, he's undersized. But this guy, I'm telling you, if you watch him, you know, with his block shedding and things like that, this guy, he can, he can do special things. And I think, you know, a year in Paul Gunther's system, even if he, even if he makes the practice squad, maybe in 2020, this guy could be a starter. He really could be. I mean, him and Connie, uh, T-Von Connie from Notre Dame and Koa Farmer from Penn State, those guys are going to battle it out in training camp. Maybe they both make the final 53. That would be interesting because then you got Markwell Lee and Nicholas Morrow looking at each other like, oh, we are Reggie guys. Maybe we're out of here because that's the way it's going to look. And finally, I'm going to end on this note. Uh, the Raiders did get a couple more undrafted guys, but I don't have time to go over them. Listen. The Raiders, like I mentioned on top of the show, they pretty much loaded this team for Derek Carr. They were never going to take a quarterback, especially high in this draft. That wasn't going to happen. The plan from the beginning was always to stack, I mean, give Derek Carr everything. Give him a better offensive line. They did that with Trent Brown. You know, they're, they don't know what they're going to do. Colton Miller's supposed to start at the left side, but we'll see how everything unfolds. But either way, Trent Brown's really good. They got him a ton of weapons at wide receiver. This is Derek Carr's year. Now, I just let you guys know, I haven't been on a show in a while. I'm just going to be honest with you. Derek Carr's unfamous brother, Darren Carr, does not like me for some reason because I just, I I said Derek Carr has to be successful this season. He apparently took great offense to that, but I really don't care what the, third brother says. But anyways, listen, I want Derek Carr to succeed. But if he does not succeed this season with all this talent around him, I'm telling you, the Raiders are going to go in a different direction in the draft next season in Las Vegas. Because what is more, more, more of a splash in the draft? Everyone knows that. Taking a quarterback in the first round, that's what gets everyone you know, going crazy. That's what the buzz is about, taking a quarterback early in the draft. Now, hopefully that does not happen. Hopefully the Raiders are so good and Derek Carr performs at a high level that the Raiders don't even have to worry about that because they're not even picking in the top five. They're not picking in the top 10. They're not picking in the top 15. They're picking last because they won the Super Bowl the last year in Oakland. Derek Carr goes out there and delivers to A.B. and Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro and Ryan Grant and he's on fire and the Raiders win a Super Bowl. That is the hope. Will it happen? We don't know. We really don't. I hope it does, but we shall find out. But the pressure is on Derek Carr this season. Let's not pretend it's not. It is. This guy has to perform at a high level because we all know when there's a new GM and a new head coach, what does that usually mean? They bring in their own guys. They From players to scouts, and the Raiders have already begun that process. They fired Sleepy McKenzie. That's Reggie McKenzie's brother, in case you did not know. They fired several scouts, and they brought in their own guys. And more guys are coming in, by the way. And some guys are going to stay there. I just want to make that clear. Some scouts for the Raiders, 
will stay with the team, and they're very good scouts. But for the most part, a lot of those guys are going to be leaving. There's a new sheriff in town. His name is Mike Mayock, and like I said, he's been doing a spectacular job, a spectacular job at picking the talent and free agency and everything. You got to remember, this guy was in a television booth just, you know, what, eight months ago, wherever the hell it was, and now he's a general manager of an NFL team. He has been doing a great job. John Gruden obviously has a vision for this team for the future as they, one more year in Oakland, and then they head to Las Vegas to their new home. But it's all about winning now. Make no mistake about it. If you think John Gruden just wants to tank this season and just go to Vegas, you are sorely mistaken. John Gruden wants to win for Oakland. He wants to win this season. That's why they got Antonio Brown. That's why they spent so much money on him. That's why they got Trent Brown. That's why they got, you know, Josh Jacobs. That's why they got all of these players because they want to go out there and win. And win and win and win. Now, I do think they should have done a little bit more at the defensive end position. But still, with the offensive firepower, if this defense can just be average, this team will be able to compete in that division. I know people say, oh, well, look at the schedule. Well, I look at the schedule. Yes, the traveling sucks. But when I look at the teams, I don't buy it. The Jets, they don't scare me. The Colts, listen, it's the Colts. They play in the worst division in football. That's the truth. They're overrated every single year. Every year I hear, oh, this is Andrew Luck's season. He's the best quarterback in football. And maybe if they make the playoffs, he gets blown out by the Patriots. And you got the Tennessee Titans. They're, they're always just average. I mean, none of those teams scare me. So, I mean, you look at that schedule, and, I, and to me, I see a schedule that's... 10 games Raiders could win on that schedule. A couple of them, yes, are going to be difficult. But once again, this all ties back to Derek Carr. Derek Carr has to do things that he has has eluded him his entire time as the Oakland Raiders quarterback, including winning in Kansas City. He has yet to win a game in Arrowhead. He must do that if he wants to be the franchise quarterback. Winning in cold weather games. Winning when it matters in December, in November. That's when it matters. That's when good teams, playoff teams, win football games. That's what I want out of this quarterback. Because Derek Carr, he may think I, he, I know he thinks I hate him. I don't hate him. I want him to succeed. Because if he wins, the team wins, and the people who follow me are on the Raiders Daily Elite, the greatest subscription service in the world, they are happy. It makes me happy. I want the Raiders to win every single game of the year. That's what I want out of him and this organization. I know I may be a little brash and I may be a little bit crazy that I demand winning, but that's just what I do. I don't buy into just, uh, what is it? Win, lose, or tie. I'm a Raider fan till I die. I don't buy into that. My thing is what Al Davis's thing was a long time ago. And I'm going to end the show like that. Just win, baby.